Hey, survivors, Camille from Surviving the Badge. The Idaho Slasher arrested. Oh my gosh, they did it. Let's talk about that. All right, Happy New Year, everybody. I'm uh, enjoying a nice Maker's Mark this evening. It was a, uh, a gift from a family friend. Maker's Mark is usually my, my go-to bourbon, so I really appreciate that. Um, oh my god, look at my hair. It's a mess. I've been off for two weeks. I need to get a haircut. I look like a, like a hippie. So, like I said, hope everybody had a great Christmas and a happy new year. And uh, the Idaho Slasher just arrested the other day. So let's talk about that. Um, if you don't know, if you've been in a, in a coma and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm just out of a coma. What's been going on? On November 14th of this past, of this year, uh, somebody went into the home of six Idaho, University of Idaho students and murdered four of them. And the murder weapon is said to be a, a K-bar type of knife, a straight edge, long knife, sheath knife, if you will. And it was brutal. I mean, any knife injury. I've, I've worked a lot of these knife cases, and it's just there's blood everywhere. It's just a mess. If you've researched the OJ case, it's just an absolute mess. So this happened November 14th, and law enforcement was working it and working it. And everybody was, oh, my gosh, why is this taking so long? And if you remember my last episode, I was telling you that things at about this juncture should be fruitful uh all the lab stuff is coming back um knife injuries are are blood is slippery so there's usually going to be some dna left by the suspect in this case and my my projection is that that's how they caught this guy so they're working it working it working it doing their thing working this case and lo and behold a couple of days ago they arrested a brian koberger now, Brian is a student, University of Washington and Pullman student. He's a PhD student in criminal justice and criminology. And obviously not a very good criminal justice student, leaving all of his DNA and getting caught, which I'm glad. Um, and that brings me to another thing. Robert Hayes, a serial killer out of Daytona Beach. He uh, killed four prostitutes. And he, too, was a criminal justice major. So I don't know what's going on with, with that. It might just be a really bad coincidence. So Brian Koberger, um, university, he's a Ph.D. student, and he was going to the University of Washington in Pullman, and that was only about a 10, 15-minute drive from the murder location. And they arrested him in Pennsylvania at his parents' house. And they, they arrest him like three o'clock in the morning. Weirdly, when he was arrested, he said to law enforcement, this is what's speculated or this is what's been reported. Am I the only one arrested for this? And that's a really weird statement to make. And everybody's kind of shaking their head about what that what that might mean. So they arrested this just jerk face, the Idaho slasher at three o'clock in the morning. They're currently executing search warrants on his folks home, his home in Pullman. And, and now that they've made an arrest, there's a you have to 
press charges, charges individual within 180 days. You have to take him to trial with 180 days. He could, he could argue uh, speedy trial, uh, Sixth Amendment, um, and they would have to uh, charge him. So you, the, it, it's going to pick up really quick. The they have to make sure everything is in line. Now most people, and this guy will probably waive speedy trial to give his defense attorney time to. Um, prepare for a, a, a case like this. So what happens when he's arrested? He's arrested, he's taken into custody, and, and my feeling is that law enforcement was following this guy. They probably had a DNA profile that did not match our victims, and somehow this guy got on their radar. Not sure how, we don't know yet. The PC affidavit, the probable cause affidavit, has not been released yet. It will be released when he gets back extradited back into Idaho. But right now it's sealed, so we don't know. When when it's open, I'll read it and I'll, I'll give you guys some uh, perspective on that. So they're probably out there following this guy. They've got DNA, they've got him, and they're probably doing surveillance, trying to find some trash, a straw, something that he picked up, maybe doing a trash pull on the folks place and eventually they got something they sent it to the lab and they got a hit they had enough that where they could they could arrest this guy get us get an arrest warrant for him so the arrest took place in pennsylvania and what you have to do you can't just snatch him up put put him on an on a plane and take him back to idaho you have to go through the uh, extradition even though it's in the united states state versus state so tuesday they're going to have an extradition uh hearing and he can either waive it and say yeah they can take me back or he can fight it it doesn't matter if he fights it or not they're going to eventually bring him back to idaho to face these charges and when that happens in the next few days the uh, pc affidavit will be be released so um, when the law enforcement officers, the detectives got to Pennsylvania, I, I've worked a lot of these cases and I know what, what is going on with these guys because of the constitution and the sixth amendment. As soon as they put the habeas gravis on this guy, as soon as they arrested him, they had probably already had a, a, a location set up for an interview. So they bring him down to an interview. They're going to Mirandize him custodial interrogation requires that he's read Miranda and hopefully hopefully he gives a statement and the law enforcement wants to be ready and has to do it right then and there before he's taken to the uh, to jail and has first appearance because at first appearance he's issued a bond which no bond in this case but typically there's a bond and they're given a an attorney to um, represent them as soon as that happens they have six amendment the, the sixth amendment comes into play and law enforcement is not going to have another shot at this guy because the attorneys are going to say no don't talk to the cops what are you an idiot so that's why as soon as they arrested this guy i'm sure they swept him off to the local pd and they had everything set up everything ready to go they had had prepared for this interview and hopefully they gave or he gave a a, a good interview when when all this happened so he's been in in a jail and he's been he's going to be extradited soon if you looked at this guy he's he's an oddball now um john and i have a differing of opinion i think this is a random 
case for him. I don't believe this guy has any connection with these four victims. John thinks that he was a spurned lover or spurned individual of one of the victims. This guy, uh, Koberger, 28 years old, and our victims are 20 and 21. Um, different universities, I just, I think, if you look at his Reddit questions and his, his just some of his background, uh, my gut is telling me that he this was a, a random, and I, I, I told this to my wife, and she's like, you're crazy. Well, there are crazy people out there. I think this guy was so into research and he had a broken brain that he wanted to know what it felt like and what it was to kill somebody. And he ended up killing four somebodies. I don't think there's a connection here. Now, obviously, I've been wrong about some things. I was right about some things, too. I was right that some things were going to happen very quick. It's about that time that uh, CODIS was running and uh, results were coming back from the lab, which I was right about that. I was not necessarily right about the transient nature of this individual. No, I, nobody has a crystal ball. Okay, It's all experience and, and education. But my gut tells me, again, and John might be right, but my gut tells me that this is a, a random, and I, I don't think it was spontaneous, though. I think it was planned. I think he sought out some people to go after, and I think he sought these individuals and college, and, and it just, to me, that's what this seems like. Because there hasn't been, and, and there would have been some reporting if there was a connection between this guy and any of the victims. And there's been none of that. And there's been a crap ton of reporting going on in this case. And there's been absolutely nothing that has connected this guy to these victims. And, you know, the Internet sleuths, they're all over it. They're on it like a bum on a ham sandwich. And there's been nothing. We would have heard about it. We've heard that he's a super uber vegan and he made his his folks this is what nancy grace said the other day folks uh throw out pots and pans because it had meat on it from past um cookings this guy seems to be a whack job you look at the picture i'm gonna i'm gonna include the picture um right here you look at this guy and he's got some more stuff going on up there he's not crazy it's crazy what he did but this was methodical it was planned out and he just didn't, um, thank God, do it where he wouldn't get caught. Um, that's my guess. You tell me what do you think the motivations were in this case. Why did he do this? What was the motivation? And understand this, that the state does not have to prove motive. Pre the state does not have to prove motive at all. It helps with the jury, them to understand. The state doesn't have to prove motive. But you list, tell me in the comments below what you think the motives are in this case. And um, if, if you have any ideas or anything else you want me to cover, um, put that in there. Also, please uh, like and subscribe. And we would like we were, we're working on 500 and then 1,000 subscribers so that we can get monetized. Uh, while you're at it, check out our sponsors. And I'm going to put some information on that. If you have any questions, let me know. If you have any comments, let me know. Always at Surviving the Badge, we still got your six. Yeah.